now you're you you're an only child and i was kind of an only child because my sister disappeared when i was you know in the in the studies that they do of like sibling uh order and stuff they say if there's something like more than five years between siblings it basically starts over in terms of like yeah how you're treated so your sister's 10 years older is that right yes yeah um did you do a lot of when you were like around the house by yourself like pretend you were in like a sitcom or like had an audience or anything like that or is that just me that doesn't ring a bell Um, i feel like i know more people who do this but i didn't know if that was an only child thing of like i I thought you were asked if i had imaginary friends and i was gonna be like well yeah but that's not an only child thing um but not that i I had an imaginary studio audience apparently not, not that i recall um i do this is just kind of an endearing story. An ex-boyfriend of mine, if ever we were cooking together, we would pretend we were on a cooking show and would, like, talk to an audience. Um, I, I, I was always, like, Gord- the hapless assistant and stuff. And <laughs> um, I always hear, like, Gordon Ramsay in my head for some reason. I watch so many Gordon Ramsay videos that, like, not yelling. I always watch his stuff. I don't watch, like, Kitchen Nightmare, Hell's Kitchen or whatever. I watch Kitchen Nightmare. I don't watch Hell's Kitchen. But I like the ones where he just does stuff for, like, YouTube or mm-hmm. whatever, where he's like, here's how you make this. And I feel like that sometimes. And if I screw up, that's when he starts yelling. He's like, you donut, like, yelling at me. Oh, well, yeah. I've, I've never, other than, like, commercials of Gordon Ramsay, I'm not I'm not familiar with him. I never watched any of his, like, any of his shows. Um, yeah, I, I, I'd say the chef that's in my head is Tom Colicchio, because I used to, be a, used to be a big Top Chef fan. Um and yeah i'm sorry you said tom colicchio and i feel like i know a tom colicchio who's not famous at all so i was just like you know tom tom colicchio i don't think i, I also used to have a big crush on tom colicchio not a big crush but like a a crush on tom colicchio um so any of my uh any of my i don't, I don't know i was gonna say colics out there i don't know i don't know what fans of tom colicchio would be called <laughs> the colicky people yeah, out there. anybody out there a little colicky you know just let me know um <laughs> Um, um, what was the topic you wanted to bring oh, up? Oh, okay. So, and this is like, I think we've kind of talked about this before. Um, but I, okay. I was at dinner last night, um, with five other friends. So there, we were a group of six and, Ooh. um, oh, yes. Um, <laughs> and, uh, I, I'm not going to name the restaurant cause I really do like the restaurant and I, it's just, okay. I'm just, I'm just going to set the scene. So we were like, we were sitting on, on the patio and everything. No, the Chili's by me does not have a patio. So that negates <laughs> it right away. I was at Chili's last Saturday night. So please oh, okay. get, get your weekends right. Um, but, and, I mean, and it was, it was great. Our, our waitress at times field seemed a little impatient with us. Like she had to come back a few times, like to get our food order because we were chatting and catching up and like, not always ready. Um, mm-hmm. So, we she gave us the, the bill at the end and um she said she was like so I, I put it all on one but because i didn't know how y'all wanted to do this but i'm happy to split it up and so we all kind of chatted and like a few of us had, had two drinks some people had, had one so we were like you know if you wouldn't mind splitting it she was like of course She's like it's gonna take me a minute but I'll, I'll i'll be back and we were like no rush great um she brings it back and we've they've added an automatic gratuity for groups of six or more like it's a 20 percent gratuity added so we were like Totally fine. We were all going to tip 20% anyway. Like, we are a group of six or more. So, like, great. We all put down our credit cards and stuff. When she brings our, like, when she brings them back, credit cards having swiped, the automatic gratuity has been increased to 25%. And it now says large group gratuity, eight or more, 25%. There were six of us. And with, we all, we split a big charcuterie, mm. we split a big charcuterie board as an appetizer and she offered extra bread because there were, it was like four slices of bread and we were, there were six of us. She brought two things of extra bread and they charged us. She split the charge for extra bread amongst everybody. So we just got charged like a dollar 15. This is not about like the money. It was not like, whoa, this is outrageous or something. It was just like. Why did the gratuity increase? Like, why, why did this increase? Like, why did it increase to 25%? Why were we suddenly... Because she had already printed our individual checks. It was the... the did you the, say anything to her? Well, or did we you... didn't because it was the... It was like she wasn't coming back to the table. It was like... It was the, right. the part of the meal where you sign and leave. And also, it wasn't that big of a deal. Like, it, you know, it added an extra, like... I think it added an extra $2 to my... 
you know, to my thing. Yeah. And, and, we, and we were like, it's the holidays, whatever. But we were just like, we were all totally fine with, you know, adding on the gratuity. I'm like, thank you for saving me from doing math. But it was just kind of like odd. It was like the nickel and diming of charging us for extra bread, which I was like, so if you charge each of us like $1.15 for that bread, you mean that the extra six slices of bread we got were more than $6? Uh, I would, so the, my two thoughts are either she hit the wrong button and charged you extra for bread or she was annoyed with you guys. <laughs> it was just like, whatever, let's see if I can squeeze more money out of them. Yeah. And I mean, I don't know. It's, it was just, it was, it was honestly the changing the, the automatic gratuity from 20 to 25%, especially because our original checks had already been printed. So it was mm. like she had to go back in and change every single person's check again. And maybe she just thought we would, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I want to give the benefit of the doubt. I don't. And again, it's, it's not about the money at the end of the day. We were all just like, this was odd. Yeah. I, it's always weird with, um, we went like uh you know back in before Thanksgiving my family and I like we went to go see my nephew in a a performance and then we all went out to Chewy's afterwards and it was I'm like sorry. you don't like Chewy's I don't like Chewy's ooh I thought I liked it um but it was like near the end of the night and they were like cleaning up and our like waiter just disappeared and we were like had to flag someone down and be like. Hey, we want to get out of your way. <laughs> like we don't want to like stay any longer, but our our waiter has has completely like disappeared. Mm -hmm. And like I always feel weird doing stuff like that. Like I I'm one of those people. You know, I mean there's different people and I think I always think the way uh you are with uh service people is kind of an indicator mm -hmm. of the type of person you are. But 100%. like you know, my when we were like, I wonder where his own is. My brother-in-law very nicely, but very like boldly went, excuse me, like, and did that. And that like set my like teeth on it. I yes. was like, oh, and he was just like, hey, we want to get out of your way. Blah, 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 yeah. blah. Can you send our waiter over or we'd like our check or something? You know, like he was really nice. But the fact that he was just like, hey, excuse me. Like, I was like, oh, like, like you have to sit there and act like you don't want to talk to them. Like whenever someone comes by, you have to go. Um, excuse me. Like mm -hmm. we went to uh, Snuffers a while ago oh. with uh, Bless. <laughs> there's one there's one in Plano, and I uh, went with my friend Jason. I love Snuffers, guys. So that was not a I'm sorry because like like Chewy's. It's a oh, I love Snuffers. And Jason's pretty introverted, pretty not like, and he did the same thing. I know, like I we know were. Jason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, well, well, again, we now we have an audience, so I have to explain Jason to the audience. Oh, yes, fair. So, um, Jason did the same thing where he was like, like they kind of, someone was coming by and he wanted to flag someone, and he just went, "Excuse me, miss," and like I don't know why that is. Like I have to make eye contact mm -hmm. and then like just smile. Like I can't. I have a hard time being like, "Excuse me," I don't know oh, why. Interesting. For someone who's very loud and like, if it was you walking by, I'd be like, "Laurel," like I'd scream across <laughs> You'd be the like, bar. Yo, miss. <laughs> Aye, but like, no, I'm just saying because I know you. If I don't know you, I I don't like bartenders. I like don't like call out. I kind of just go do this face that's like like i do the most like i'd like something face i can do <laughs> like i don't know why i just get now real like i feel really like i'm imposing to, on when we have our live show at a bar you're gonna have to go up to the bartender and just kind of make eyes at them <laughs> to try to get a drink um, it's and, and that's got to be 800 times more creepy than hello service uh industry person <laughs> yeah can you can i have some a little service can i have some of the wares that you are selling <laughs> like even just then saying can i have some service as opposed to a little service felt like i was asking for too much like i i backed up on it i don't know what it is i just feel like i'm imposing people at restaurants by going to their restaurants <laughs> i don't know what it is i um in argentina um a very common thing to do is to just look up and try to catch your waiter's eye and make the scribbling in the air symbol for the check which mm -hmm. um, to me feels incredibly rude. 
Yeah, um, but I, it's, I, for it's, some reason, it's, it's okay in Argentina, especially because like one of my travel mates does not speak any Spanish, and he was, at yeah. times was like, "I want to be able to ask for the check or whatever," and so mm-hmm. they were like, "Just they're like, oh, just like look up and make that symbol, you know, that that motion, and and you'll get the check." I don't know that that seems kind of okay to me because you're not being loud. I don't know what it is. I feel like we're I'm on the couch right now working out this thing. Like when you said they put your hands in the air, I thought you were gonna say snap. Oh, and I was like, no, like that. Like to me is like I, I do that as a joke. Um, I'll be like, for example, you you know him, um, Mike. Whenever me and Lee are at his him and Caroline's house in Houston, um, Mike will usually be the one like pouring wine and stuff and so if ever my wine's empty i'll be like garçon garçon yeah 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 yeah. (laughs) there's a so yeah i would never snap in 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 seriousness at a restaurant oh my gosh no but anyway i just i hope i don't come across as like miserly here by being you don't you don't you come across as someone who went well like well i won't complain about this i'm sure you guys all as soon as you like left the restaurant were like what the hell was that but like you sound like someone who's complaining about a minor complaint. If you were like, and I called uh, corporate, Chili's corporate. I called, uh, in my a, head. It's a local establishment. Uh, there is no corporate. <laughs> I know. But the funniest part was when you were explaining that you got a charcuterie board. My, my immediate reaction, honest reaction was, they don't have charcuterie at Chili's. <laughs> Excuse me. The Chili's in Austin is fairly highbrow. So, um. I, I was telling someone the story. You know the Chili's on 45th story or whatever it is. Yes. The, the, the yes. bit. I love it. For, for our listeners, there's an Austin Reddit where every time someone comes on and goes, hey, I'm going to be in Austin this week. Uh, can anyone recommend a restaurant? Everyone says the Chili's on 45th. They're like, are you serious? They're like, oh yeah, it's really, it's special. They do something different, blah, blah, blah. Listeners, there is nothing special no. about this Chili's. I mean, there's something other than special think... about Chili's in general, but this Chili's is just another <laughs> Chili's. That's the title of the episode. There's something special about Chili's. <laughs> yeah, there's something but, about Mary. There's something about Chili's. <laughs> I, they, I think once they had a, a banner up that said, like, voted number one restaurant in Austin on Austin Reddit when I first moved here. And I was like, really? And then, like, someone explained the whole story to me. Well, and so um, I I was at that Chili's last Saturday night. My coworker is basically a celebrity there. He has basically kept that Chili's in business. He has been going there regularly for, like, 15 years. He sits at the bar. He knows all of the, all of the bartenders. One of the bartenders was there for like 10 years while he was like finishing his degree and then went to nursing school and everything and finally just bought a house and like thanked my coworker for everything he's done for him. <laughs> my coworker's like, I feel like I probably paid for his house. Um, so anyway, I feel like if I, you know, I, I don't frequent that um, Chili's very often. There actually just aren't that many Chili's in Austin, which is sad. But um, I always have to see if my coworkers there. So anyway, last last weekend, we, we had a work event all day Saturday. And I was like, you know what? I think we need to go to the Chili's at 45th and Lamar after this. Um, and my one of my coworkers who came has a seven-month-old. And so it was his baby's first trip to Chili's. <laughs> And it was just it was oh, so wow. great. I was like, oh. I was like, I must document this. As as much as I would like to avoid talking about this first episode, and keep talking about restaurants all day, we must, we must get, we must continue. Yes. Hello, Seattle. I'm Ryan. I'm Laurel. And we're the Craniacs. We get together and talk about uh, restaurant grievances, and we also talk about uh, Frasier. Laurel here has seen almost. The entire run of Frasier. She has seen it multiple times. Her and her family are big Frasier fans. I am new to the series and I'm going through it uh, with her. Today, we are doing two episodes. And of course, I don't have my information up. We are doing season eight, episode 17. It takes two to tangle. And episode 18, forgotten but not gone. I have all my information. I'm doing a... We're doing a Grinch podcast after this. I have all my Grinch information up. Uh, the the like cartoon or the Jim Carrey or what? If I have made, as God is my witness, I will never watch the Jim Carrey one again. I have never had such a visceral, anti like like bad reaction to a Christmas movie I in my life. I have never seen it. I feel blessed. Um, I've caught bits and pieces when it's been on TV. And the only... Thing that, from my opinion, it has going for it is I believe Christine Baranski is in it. Yes, and, but she's and, and that is just uh, shows that everybody needs to make money sometimes. It it was by Ron Howard. It was Jim Carrey at like just the tail end of his prime. I think, mm-hmm. like, I understand why people did it, but it is just a movie that is loud 
and obnoxious. And I, you know, you come out of Christmas movies, even if they're bad, you're like, oh, that was, you know, like Chris, there's that Christmas bump to mm-hmm, me mm-hmm. where bad movies are just like, oh, well, this was a Christmas movie. This movie, I was like angry. Like, I'm getting mad talking about it. So we're going to read the thing about this. Don't watch The, the Grinch well, or whatever I was it was say, called. Just Jim Carrey's prosthetics and everything of looking like the Grinch really disturbed me. Like, I, yeah. I find, like, it, I, I can't look at it. I'm just like, I am so, like, I don't know. Anyway, continue. It's upsetting. Uh, Frazier and Niles throw a fancy party to try and convince Penelope, the trustee of a foundation, to donate money to the failing prep school they attended as children. Uh, here's my synopsis. Martin is a creep. Thank you. I wrote, And I don't like this episode. I wrote I down, act- Martin is nauseating. This is the Jim Carrey Grinch of Frasier episodes. Um, and I, it, it doesn't line up with the Martin that we've seen. Because we've seen a lot of Martin's dating life in this show. Yeah. And I give them a lot of credit for showing a senior citizen having an active dating life. Like, love it. Um, this was gross. It was gross. And, like, he, t- it was... It was gross on a few levels because, like, there was a bit at the beginning about Frazier saying, I stole a kiss in the science lab, and then I got, like, hit. Yeah. Which I was like, well, that's... And it, was, it was that there was a lot of, like, you know, there's the typical Roz kind of slut shaming. There seems to be a little bit of fat shaming to Roz. It was just not, like... The le- if we can get through this one super fast, I'd be happy about it because I was just like, like I, well, it's yes, all I, like. I, I, okay, so I do have some, some things to talk about that might just help us yes. get through this. At the very beginning, when Niall says he visited Daphne at the spa and she has lost nine pounds and twelve ounces, that's how much Jane leaves uh, baby weight. A baby, I get it. Yeah, okay, it's, that's so it's, really okay. It's, it's really precious. Like, uh, and I remembered, I remembered that like. I remember my mom being like, oh, like she had read in People magazine or something and Jane Leaves had had her baby and was like, that's how much her baby weighed. Um, yeah. Also, nine pounds, 12 ounces, that's almost a 10 pound baby. Yeah. No wonder she was so just like puffy. <laughs> <laughs> like, good just, God. yeah, like, oof. Um, so anyway, I just want to point that out because I think, I, I think that's a sweet nod to Jane Leaves' baby. It so. is. I actually really like that. Um, uh, okay. I, can I also say maybe this trope was not overdone in 2001 when this aired but the buying the mom buying baked goods to pass them off as homemade is now so overdone in like movies and tv that i'm just like oh this is cheap but it's 2001 maybe it wasn't overdone yes uh probably i remember very specifically when they started like having pre-packaged rice krispie treats Mm mm-hmm like that was a big thing where someone would buy a bunch of them and put them all in like a thing and then throw that was like a commercial mm-hmm. was 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 for that. So I, I think it's kind of overdone. Um, also, like perhaps polarizing opinion. I hate Rice Krispie treats. Oh, I like them. I, I but you know what I love is my friend's mom used to make basically Rice Krispie treats but with frosted flakes. Yeah, and I feel like that's a big thing now too. Is like there's all the different cereals like mm-hmm. Lucky Charms because it's like if you're at the post cereal factory, all the ones that like oh this is broken up and mm-hmm. or it's bad. Like just throw some marshmallow stuff in it, repackage it, and everyone's like, oh, delicious. Yeah, yeah. Um, I still remember, um, you know, Mrs. My friend Annie's mom. If you're listening, um, I still fondly remember the Christmas tree wreaths she made out of frosted flakes, dyed them green, and put little red yes. hats on them as um, like yes! holly. My mom did that. I used to do it with, with Rice Krispies, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, ugh, just still remember those so fondly. Um, anyway. Um, I, I, like, all my stuff is, is like... Disgust. <laughs> well, when, when Martin starts talking to Penelope, like, there's nothing in their conversation that makes me lead to, that she would ask him out. Like, yes. he gets to be a complete piece of crap to her mm-hmm. and then because it's a written T- sitcom t- talk about how you treat service industry people yeah like mine would be like would you mind getting me some more blah 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 and he was just like give me some more of this hey, well, and then he says like, like hey sweetheart yeah and then he's like do you do you ever dance you look familiar do you ever dance what does that mean yeah i like was she a stripper like this oh i didn't even oh my gosh i didn't even think of that angle because she does like a eye roll to the camera almost, where I was like, 
So what are you getting at? Perhaps I was just conflating this. So, so my grandmother had a very active social life well into her 80s. And um, part of it was twice a week she taught senior citizen dance classes, which was like line dancing. And so that's, I guess, what I thought was him being like, I go to dances. But then I was like, I Martin guess. has a broken hip. He doesn't go to dances. Yeah, I don't know. It was just a weird line. It didn't make sense. And it got such a big laugh out of it. That's why I thought it had to be something kind of broad and body. Like, are you a stripper? But then I was like... But we've never really like like this is a Martin that's a creep like it yeah. was I yeah. like Blue. like because again like if I've had a like when it rains it pours uh, episode then everybody else has to have had one like I'm the low bar so like I had like a month when I was in Australia where it was like a confluence of multiple women being interested in me. And I was I'm like, I don't know what to do with this. Beating them away with a stick. It, <laughs> Laurel, I, you know, I don't like to brag about this. It literally, it was like, it was, and, and I think some of them knew about the others and didn't care. And I was like, what, like, I was like, how do I repeat this? Like what magic, like, came you in know, with that like, Yankee accent. I, Wait, were they Australian I'm like, or were they a fellow study abroad people? Oh, I couldn't, I, like, I couldn't get an Australian girl if my life depended oh, on it. They were not impressed okay. by, I was gonna say, by They like that Yankee accent. And... You, you, there's a good chance you know one of them. Um, so, uh. Wait, who? We're going to cut all that out. Mm-hmm. Uh, but. For me, the whole time that was happening, it was like, I wasn't going around being like, hey guys, I'm like, after it was clear that that part of my life was over, I was like, guys, you should hear about what happened three months ago. Like, it's amazing. (laughs) But like, at the time I was like, it was like being on a delicate tightrope of like, I can't like, again, I'm like, because I was like. Is everybody cool with this? Should well, I be quiet? Like, it sounds like you're dealing with a very sm- tight knit community, a small community, a small yeah. pool. So these people know each other and stuff. Yeah, yeah, that that is stressful. I so I do not have issue with Martin at the beginning when he brings Estelle home and she uses the bathroom and leaves, and Martin and or Fraser Niles are so upset. I didn't take issue with Martin being like, I've gone on one date with Penelope, and like, yeah, I also enjoy Estelle. I'm gonna go out with her. Like, I was like, that's totally fine right. this this penelope thing could fizzle out or if you start to get serious with one you would obviously then like break out like totally fine i'm also fine with people that you're dating when you are like when you like hint that you're dating other people because i'm like yeah it's good to be on the same page about things um i didn't have issue with that i had issue with you know the way that that martin was handling this whole thing well because he immediately was like i got a cell phone i got these two rings yeah and i got blah. two ring like, tones. also this was so 2001 of like i think two different ringtones <laughs> well there's literally a part where he goes that's my alarm i have to go take medication and then penelope goes wait this is a cell phone as if to imply there are no alarms on cell phones well, <laughs> and i was like well okay, okay thank you for explaining that because i was kind of like yeah, it's a cell phone. Like I, th- I think that was the implication. I don't think they had like timers or yeah, like anything like that. I got like my that. first cell phone in 2001. It was a little Nokia. I will find a photo from it uh, oh. and post it no, online. No, you don't have to. I know exactly what it looks like from that description. I know <laughs> no, which no, one it was. No, no, you probably don't because I had an oh, uncommon. Okay. Like I did not have the Nokia that – I had like a later version of Nokia. So anyway. Um, I remember I, I had one. For Christmas in 2001. Thanks, Mom and Dad. That was a great gift. I got one of those typical Nokias – but <laughs> my friend Paul, literally, like, he had this. And he's like, you need this because you forget to charge your phone all the time. And it was, like, a double or triple-sized battery. So, like, from the side, it went, like, down and then had this, like, huge bump. My, my phone had some junk in the trunk is what I'm saying. Oh, man. <laughs> because they're like, you need this, like, because he was tired of calling me. I was like, oh, my phone went dead. He's like, oh, here. I, I just... I- of course you were that friend whose like phone is always dead. We all have that friend whose phone is always dead. For me, it's my friend Evan. Like when I lived in DC, anywhere we went, he would be like, Do you have a plug? I can I can like we'd be at, you know, Chili's. And he would be like, Can we have a table close to an electrical socket? Because he always had his phone charger with him because he's like, My phone's my phone's almost dead. I'm I'm way better now since iPhone. I rarely like I you know, I'll do things where it dies and I'm like, okay, I gotta turn off all this stuff and all I'll use it for is a phone. Um, well, especially also, since iPhone like batteries don't last nearly as long. So you, right, you are you kind of constantly the... aware of it. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Um, uh, I have a picture of my friend, Evan. L- love him to death. Like he is one of my favorite people. Um, him crouched down 
at Capital One <laughs> Arena in DC with his phone plugged <laughs> into the wall and talking on another phone because he had to borrow someone's phone while his phone, he's wearing like a Caps jersey. It is so good. And I remember I posted it to Facebook. It's just how long ago it was because I don't like post anything to Facebook anymore. And I posted it to Facebook. So many friends were like, is there ever a more iconic photo of Evan? Right. Like, I feel like I know what Evan looks like from this description and your and that photo. Yeah, I can. Yeah, <laughs> that description it's of that great. photo. Um, okay, so but I will say I did. I was in a Martin situation. Gosh, in 2016, where I dated two people at once for about six weeks. Can we just call it a Martin situation for the rest of our lives? Yes, yes. Except I was not nearly as. I wasn't like, oh, look at yeah. me, two gentlemen on the hook, like gross no my friends were more like when are you gonna pick one and like and i was like guys i like there may be no winner both it was summer i was like both of these are super casual laurel they're dating you they're both winners <laughs> well you know i i had not bestowed one <laughs> as a winner um but uh, but yeah and in the end like both fizzled out and i was like fine with it i was like this is this is all good but much like martin i did have a way to ensure i never because we texted obviously it was 2016 um, to ensure I never mixed them up. Um, cause they both had very generic, like white guy names and <laughs> Travis and Trevor <laughs> kind of. Yes. Not luckily, not that similar, but one had an Android. So his texts, our texts were always green and one oh, had an iPhone. Wow. Our texts were always blue. See, that's how you do it. And I was like, yes, <laughs> yes, this is how I'm going to keep them apart. Um, yeah, no, ours, um, mine was just, it literally felt like these four, uh, Four. That is a lot. That's a lot of juggling. Well, here's the thing. It wasn't exactly juggling. What it felt like is they all went to lunch one time and all realized like they were like into me and went, okay, we're going to spend this month using and losing Ryan. You take the first week, you take the second week. And I was just like, it, to say that you I were oblivious I, to it, <laughs> I, I, it felt like I was on the roller coaster. I had no sense of, of agency in what was happening. It was like this bar we went out and then, then like, woman a like went home with me and then like we were around for a while and then woman b and then it was like it literally felt like they would they would kind of be this again okay we're gonna use and lose ryan it was like it was a coordinated effort and it was very odd and it has never come anywhere close to that again in my life and it's even thinking about it now like i think at the time i was like yeah it's pretty cool me like now it's almost like an event i went through it was like do you remember where you were when ryan had that like like um that weird month where like <laughs> that never came anywhere close to that again and then i come back to the states and it's just like back normalizing to normal for me and i'm just like i think it was probably like expecting like this is my life now yeah. and it was not like that we were like ladies he's returned yes Get it, was in also, line. it also felt like it was at the end of the tail end of everything so that might have been why and it was like Oh man, I haven't really hooked up with anyone in Australia. I don't know. Ryan's kind of cute and a dummy, so let's get that going. You know, I did not study abroad in college, which is a great regret of mine. But um, I do feel like this is fairly common. I know more. I know more than one married couple who got together while studying abroad um, in college. Yeah, um, we're we're talking with friends right now who met in Australia. She actually flew to Australia to go to Australia and then meet some friends who were there mm -hmm. and met this other guy who's a friend of mine. And they're married now. They have three kids and they were coming up on their 20-year anniversary of the meeting. And they've been talking like, maybe we should go back to Australia. Maybe we should do a big trip, like blah, blah, blah. So that's kind of fun. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I think... There is something about study abroad um, that does perhaps yield those um, yield those those for those relationships. Um, <laughs> well, I guess for other people, for me, every all four of them went. Nah, nope. <laughs> Your I mean, turn. Just, <laughs> just, just me off. I mean, like just a think like that. a baton in a relay race. If I had studied abroad, like who knows how my life would be different? I like to think that I would be married to an Englishman, low nobility. I don't want to deal with all of the. You oh, hold know, on. Laurel, you're world traveling enough that I feel like the study of, like, you've had, I think, I think, it had should have anything have happened in that, like, it would have, because you travel a lot. Well, I mean, travel a lot, have yet to pick up a man on any of those, not, not that I'm out there traveling, being, like, right, right, right. looking for a man, but, um, yeah, I'm just saying, like, I, 
we could be doing this, you know, this could be a, an international podcast at this point because I could be, right. you know, living in Lady you know, Lady Laurel of yes, <laughs> you know, but it, it, it's it, it's only it's only Your Highness on the first meeting, and then after that, mm, it's okay. it's ma'am. So, um, um, but, do you want to rate this this piece of garbage? Uh, well, okay, I do want to say I do love that the Penelope, even after she finds out that Martin is seeing someone else um, and had like double booked himself on one night that she still writes them a check, but it's for $50. Yeah. Cause that's um, the other thing is, is Frazier and Niles are being also kind of sleazes gross. trying to get money. I do like uh, uh, Niles' whole like physical bit with John Michael Higgins where he keeps like fainting and stuff. Also John Michael Higgins, such a that guy. I saw him when I was dating uh, my your harem of women in Australia. My hair. No, 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 no. Listen, I knew this is like now. It's gonna be anyway. Uh, my girlfriend before Tara, when we were dating, her company took us to this like play, uh, this Christmas play that was like it was some like tiny little theater group, but big enough that John Michael Higgins had been in it when he was like living out and wherever. So he came back and was in it. Whew. Imagine like like he's treading the boards with these awful actors oh. who are like writings. I can't even, but just that's what it was. It was like anytime he opened his mouth, it was like this. Like I was like, huh, because anytime any other actor was like, the meaning of Christmas <laughs> is important, and I was like, oh my god, it was just it was awful. <clears throat> um, so that is, uh, I definitely thought this was going to be that he was not a good theater actor or something. Oh something. no, he was. He was, it was like watching like your uncle play f- touch football in the backyard with like all the like 10 and 11 year olds. Like he was like so far leaps and bounds above everyone else oh, on stage. See, it was now, like, you know, when I think I'm like, oh, my uncle, like my, my uncles and stuff are now in their sixties. So I'm right, like, right, right. But, but like when you like, yeah, like when you see like one adult, like mm-hmm. I'm going to be the quarterback for the whole thing. Cause I'm so much better at all of this than any of you. Kind of like one of my favorite SNL hosts, which is Peyton Manning. When he do you yes, a commercial with the kids, yes, and he's like he's yelling like at me, pelting kids with footballs. Okay, guys, yes. we're gonna post that in the Facebook group because that's a good. I one. haven't watched that commercial in so long, and it makes me so happy. Um, okay, go. Let's go ahead and rate this one. You go first. Um, I am going to give it. Um, gosh, I'm gonna give it like four fifty dollar checks. So yeah, for two hundred doll hairs. I, I tell you what, I was just from from minute one with this one. I anything with Martin, I was like, this is sleazy and gross. Some of the stuff was gross. It's 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 just not a very pleasant episode to watch. But uh, Roz has a low cut dress in the beginning, so ten out of ten. Roz looks um, fantastic <laughs> in this whole episode. Also, can we talk about the fact that they definitely just filmed all of Perry Gilpin's scenes in one day because they all take place in Nervosa? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, Probably. oh, she Go, just clearly like I don't know grabbed a new dress. I honestly, I'd probably rate this three. I don't know what it would be. It'd be uh, three uh, lemon bars or whatever they were out of. But yeah, I that, I was like, that might have been why this one was so bad for me because like she comes out in that dress at the beginning. I'm like, hello, Ross, and it was like, boo, like oh, big dip from there. But yeah, yeah, the high point was the the very beginning. Also, again, I probably gave it four because I am still so tickled and touched by them, including Jane leaves baby's weight in there like i just love that um okay season eight episode 18 forgotten but not gone wait i'm sorry do we have any mail or anything we don't we haven't had any call the uh, our our craniacs give us a call or or you know send us an email let me find the number i need to i need to have the number memorized seattle area code 206-667-6986 give us a call let us know what you're thinking we'll put you on the air um send us an email if you don't want your voice on the air you know Get at us. Uh, it season ta- eight, episode eighteen, forgotten but not gone, which is a terrible title. Yeah. <laughs> All right, you ready for the uh, the IMDb summary? Yes. Fraser resigns from the wine club. Period. The end. Period. The end. <laughs> we 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 love a succinct summary. Um, okay. So I admit I watched these last night after I got home from you know said dinner where we were charged twenty five percent gratuity and then we walked around and looked at Christmas lights. Um, oh, where'd you look? Um, on, uh, it's apparently it's kind of famous in Austin, um, 37th Street between Guadalupe and Home. What a Lane. miracle. Uh, yes, exactly. It's this whole block where everybody like decorates and it's like true to Austin. It's all very like 
quirky and weird. Like awesome. there was a stuffed animal petting zoo. Um, and they were all like had little oh, like, I've, I've, bios and stuff. Um, I've heard of the stuffed animal petting zoo. I've heard of that. It's so cute. There was one that was, dino- I'll post this in the group. It was dinosaur themed and um, there was a T-Rex and a pterodactyl and then the asteroid. Oh no. <laughs> it was so good. <laughs> Um, so anyway, you know, just like one house, the joy to the weird. It's just so good. Um, I'll post some, some photos in the group, but, um, anyway, so all this to say, I watched this episode at like 1130 last night when Laurel was real sleepy. So, oh, um, I, go, go ahead. you know, I typically have that second episode like dip where mm-hmm. I'm like, this one's not as good as the first one. Um, well, that, that's, but not I a, think, that's not an issue this time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I think possibly the first one being so bad helped this one's rating for me uh my first note is cork master wrote, exclamation point i wrote hail cork master yeah <laughs> i was excited to see him come back to this and i love the whole like i'm the new cork master after fraser's demanded four oh, recounts yeah, like bowed out after the fourth recount so good. i like that we're it got this shorthand like we don't even need to like have the, the 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 stuff appear we can move on from yes. it because you know this care these characters well, and so this well. just happened a season ago which reminded me that last season when this happened mel was involved because she's the one who encouraged niles oh right 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 so um i was like oh man that feels like a long time ago which really mel and niles just broke up like i don't know 10 episodes ago so was it this season or yeah, was it because it was the episode with ferguson daphne oh was pregnant, right 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 yeah you have to remember that when this season starts it's the end of daphne like da- it's daphne and donnie's wedding breaking up and jane leaves us pregnant so mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um i remember when we used to come here to drink mm-hmm. i thought that was a good line wrote that down i i really loved those two guys which, which to me remind me of statler and waldorf from the muppets just yes. there to be like cranky given commentary well, the only and and they would receive, you know, the like a, the 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 guest star. They were really guest stars, but like the side character of the week award. Mm-hmm. If it weren't for the sergeant at arms, which got a like loud guffaw from me when he goes sergeant at arms, and that ancient man stands up and is like, "We can do this the hard way or the easy way." <laughs> I, I, like, the whole Fraser starting his own wine show, like, didn't really go anywhere that was super interesting to me. No. But I love, I, I like this one because I loved Martin coming in and, like, dressing them down and Especially making them when, shake hands and looking like going, a dad. Are you going to let your brother play? Are you going to let your brother play? Are you going to let your brother play? <laughs> I just, like, really, I, I don't know, I, I, I enjoyed that. Yeah, I thought it was a little, like, not to, like, nitpick, like, it was funny, but it was also kind of, like... I like that everything before and after that, he really felt like a father, and that just felt like an annoying big brother. Well, like, are you going to let your brother play uh, by itself is a really funny line for that situation, and how he deems the wine club as, like, this, like, BS game. thing they do. That's just, a, Yeah. And it's, like, not, like, a serious thing. I, um... <coughs> so, A, a I, I love Martin saying that line over and over again. But looking back on it now as an adult, I'm like, oh, you're in, you're infantilizing your children. Like, yes. I understand that they're talking, that they're acting kind of like children. But like, you you still like this is not going to further anything. However, I somehow did not remember that they end up quitting wine club. Yeah, which and forming like their own wine deal. club. Yeah, right. Also, can we well, talk about the fact that wine club was every Wednesday? I was like, wine club was once a week. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I also loved um, that at the end, it's not that they love wine. It's they love parliamentary procedures yes. and rules and this and that and the other. I thought that was fun because at the end, he's like got that like old like rolly stamp. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like in the, in the in the cold clothes. Do you think like I, 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 I don't know if we've discussed this, but when they're filming those and they're very frantically speaking like. Do they have lines? Are they like improving? Are they like mouthing words and not saying it like extras? Like, oh, I bet they're actually saying something, but it's just BS they're coming up with. I, you know, I don't know. I mean, that would be like, whenever we have somebody from Fraser on on the pod, <laughs> we will have to. When we have, the, I was gonna say when we have the sergeant at arms, but there's no way he's still alive. <laughs> he's no. with us. Or he is, and it's going to be the best interview that's ever happened on a podcast. If he's still alive, I don't know if he would be mentally still alive. I don't know. I, should, I mean, Bob Dole just died at 98 and was, like, sharp to his last day. So, like, who I shouldn't I shouldn't judge. Yeah. Um, 
Uh, I, I, uh, oh, go ahead. Oh, I, I have a, I have a question though. Uh, in the opening to his wine radio or his wine segment, Fraser says that he is going to be your Sherpa. Are we allowed to say Sherpa anymore? Is that considered I, insensitive to like, is that considered like culturally appropriating? Mm, like, like how you aren't really supposed to say like gypsy anymore. Well, first of all, I think we should bleep that out. Second of all, I, I don't think Sherpa has the same thing as the, like, uh, slang for Romani. Because um, I, I don't think it speaks to it. I think it's a... a I, I don't think it's... A, I think it's a, a... I think you can be a Sherpa and it's based on a religion or something. Now, that religion may be more specific to a region, mm-hmm. but it's not like... I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I, uh, you know, <laughs> I'm white explaining this, but um, I, I don't think so. I haven't heard anything. I understand like you, your hesitancy. It makes sense. But I, I do think people throwing it around frivolous, frivolously is kind of like that uh, West Coast white liberalism, liberal racism. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like where it's like. Oh, I'm so worldly. I'm gonna throw this. It's like, well, you don't really know what that means, and you're you're using it for things like, oh, my coffee Sherpa tells me what coffee to right. get. It blah blah blah. So I think I, flippantly, but I don't think it's necessarily a word we don't use anymore. Either I've said it like nine times here, and like we're gonna be canceled after well, this. Well, so episode. I just did a Google, and I want to say this is just like Google, where and apparently this question came up um, in a Quora forum, which is you know questionable source, but <laughs> there, somebody in here does link to an article called Reclaiming Sherpa, and it's. It's, and they say like, it is, you know, this is not considered racist, but it is, um, that people who are Sherpas, which is like a profession of, and like, okay, right. so Sherpas are an indigenous ethnic group from Nepal with our history, culture, and language that we are proud of. Many people predominantly in Western countries wrongly associate the word Sherpa with porters and mountain guides who have been indispensable for the success of mountaineering expeditions in the Everest region. The, romantiza- the romanticization of everyday lives of Sherpas by Westerner mountaineers. Okay, this is more about West mountaineers and stuff. Um, but basically... <laughs> the, the Sherpa mountaineer feud goes back very far. It's like East Coast, West Coast rap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I'm, I'm, a lot of this does not seem relevant but it is a little bit like don't don't use the word sherpa interchangeably as a guide i will admit i i use i use the word sherpa a lot but it's something that i feel like i've heard a little bit about like oh this is actually like sherpa is a very specific profession within an ethnic group and there's a culture tied to it and so it's kind of cheapening it by just using it as like well it's it's interesting we sent i i used to send out like we used to do secret santa at work for the design team and i would send out this like huge list and be like you know answer the questions you want and it would be because i was trying to get that deep dive into weird stuff like nerds culture mm-hmm. like very specific like what kind of food you like like things like that but one of them was like what was your spirit animal and i got told like hey you're not supposed to use that anymore it's it's kind of appropriating it from native american mm-hmm. culture so now it's like what's your patronus um, oh, because, that's a, yeah, that's a great. Yeah, that's a great so that's change. the yeah Which, yeah. Because for those of you who are not aware, Patronus is from Harry Potter, and it's kind of like the protective animal you can conjure um, to like the Patronus to serve a lot of purposes, but the main thing is kind of like protection. What is your Patronus? Well, so if I do the Pottermore one, no, 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 no. Deep down in your heart, you oh. know what Patronus. Okay, I, th- I thought you meant the one they assigned me, which is some. They got very specific about the type of cat, and I'm like, I don't know. Um, yeah. <clears throat> Deep down in my heart, it is a giraffe. <laughs> See, giraffes are my favorite animal, so... Of course it is. Of course! For those of you who don't know what Laurel looks like, she has a very long, slender neck. So I just... <laughs> okay, you're making me sound slightly deformed. <laughs> no, 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 no. Not like not like a giraffe, but I would just... I don't know. Like, I just... I don't know why. I just would oh, be giraffes like, have been my favorite animal giraffe. for years. I think they're so majestic. Um, have, have you ever seen two giraffes fight? It is fascinating no do they just like slam their necks against each other so like you can't see craniacs but like they literally go like because their necks that they have those bulbs at the top and yeah. i guess this is part of what it's for and they just go whoa what like it's like their necks are moving like i've seen it there's a bunch of youtube videos where they set it to like metal music yeah. and it's like whoa and they're going like that the oh unless, absolutely unless it's graphically violent in which case i will not be able to watch um, um there's no blood there's okay. nothing like that it, you, there's you hear like 
like whack oh. noises as their head, and it's just like because I think it's mostly just shocking because they're you're right they're very majestic creatures they have mm-hmm. that that uh, also Eddie Izzard does a great imitation of giraffes running I'll have to post um, they do that they have that like gait and you're like oh giraffes uh-huh. and all of a sudden they're like the idea of a giraffe being angry. deadly <laughs> angry or like uh, uh, like dangerous to me is funny and then mm-hmm. you see this and you're like oh no i don't mess with giraffes now. yeah oh i would never mess with a giraffe um but i um when i was in argentina in the middle of buenos aires there's a a park called echo parque and it apparently used to be this like that <laughs> used to be this quasi zoo or whatever and there were like just a ton of animals that were not native to argentina in there and everything right. and apparently like Basically, some animal rights people got involved, and also the I think the Argentine government was like, "Wait, this seems kind of expensive to upkeep," and so they've they've made it more just like a park, and they mm-hmm. rehomed as many animals as they could. But some of the animals were too old to be rehomed, so it's now oh, no. like got geriatric camels and a geriatric giraffe. And so I saw this giraffe while in Argentina, and live I mean, living their best life, I guess. It looked pretty sad, but. Probably was I like, just, why can't I be with all my friends? I'm too old. I, I don't know. I like the idea of like a elder zoo. Yeah. <laughs> like I mean, a zoo that's just like, they're not here to look like great specimens. Yeah. They're here in the twilight of their life. The camels but like, were so old and they were separated. They were in two separate pens. And I was like, clearly there's a lifelong feud that's been happening <laughs> and they must be separated. The Hatfields and the McCoys. Yes. Yes. The, the Hatfields and the McCamels. <laughs> Hey, I like it. Uh, that's the a joke hump, that I'm like really excited about. The McCamels. We're going to get there. Let's workshop this. Some Maybe more. that's the title of the episode The Humpfields and the McCamels. Although I think that might get us flagged as like potentially being porn. So. <laughs> Maybe. Um, we need to talk about how Jennifer Coolidge is in this episode. I wrote how down Stifler's OMG, mom. Jennifer Coolidge, two exclamation points. I wrote Stifler's mom because I couldn't remember her name. Oh, like, I'm I, like, it's so funny that that's, this, this shows like how you know, our, our different interests. You think Stifler's mom. I think um, Legally Blonde, Pauline from right. Legally Blonde. I, so I'm not opposed to seeing Legally Blonde. I just haven't. Um, what? I just haven't seen it. It just never came up. Okay, like, so, I, I, Laurel's I'm, head, again, we were just talking about the slender neck. It went way up and did. then, like, dove down. Like, what? Like, it was amazing. So I, I would be more shocked about this if I haven't almost every man I have dated has not seen Legally Blonde. And the ones who have were like, oh, I had to take my girlfriend on a date. And like, and like I fell asleep or something. Well, I'll hurry up and see it so we can date Laurel. It's, but, um... <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm saying, obviously the men I date are yes. of your generation. And well, so I, I, I do understand that like men have not, a lot of men have not seen it. I mean, it I is... think it's, it's a, it's a movie that's not just a chick flick or a rom-com or anything else. It's, it's a, it permeates the culture. It's got a musical the based musical? on it is fantastic i mean obviously we all know that i'm a musical fan as you can see behind me all my playbills are framed i was at hamilton on thursday night like love a good musical. oh yeah uh legally blonde the musical is so smart it's clever it's witty i've it's heard that catchy it is i mean the movie is great the musical is even better so and i, I have to say when i made an ex-boyfriend of mine watch legally blonde he was very actually surprised by how entertaining he found it the, the way you sound that's you said that sentence it almost sounds like you broke up with him and then later you like forced him to watch <laughs> legally blonde um what's what's her character's name uh frederica no 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 oh. uh the main character what's her name oh l woods l woods that's what it is like that's a name that like i couldn't recall it right now but if you said l woods i'd go that's uh reese witherspoon from legally blonde like that's that's yes. the kind of i think per, like cultural significance that 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 film has i just haven't ever sat down and watched it as i said it i think of the way in one song in in um legally bond they go l woods and that's how i said it in my mind i mean i think i've seen a uh like like a tony like a scene like like when they do like we're gonna show you a scene or like you know blah blah for like good morning america or something yeah Actually, there was one on The View where they sing, Oh My God, You Guys, because I've watched Yes, it. that's the song I've heard, and oh it, I God, really liked it. Oh My God, it. You Guys. Uh, oh, guys, it's so good. I, that, that was not a good example of how witty it is, but it's it's so it, it pokes fun at itself. It's so good. Um, back in 2008, MTV filmed the entire Broadway musical and did a whole behind-the-scenes thing, and mm. I cannot find this anywhere. Like, the only way I've seen it is a friend of mine taped it on a VHS. 
And so if anybody knows where I can find that, like, please tell me because I would love to rewatch it. We've got a lot of stuff on the docket to watch, but I may move that up just because, like, I'm sure Tara likes it. Prioritize your Christmas stuff first, like, obviously, but... (laughs) Maybe in the new year. Yeah, watch Legally Blonde. I mean, also, can I just invite myself over for that movie night? Um, <laughs> sure. I, I really, I, I've, I've been boosted. I've gotten a flu vaccine, you know. Oh, we know all that. Um, uh, what I, I wrote, there's a couple things with, with Stifler's mom, which this is post-Stifler's mom. So this is like. So it's so, you're right. This is after. So I, I saw the American Pie movies late. I was too young to see them in theaters. Um, and so you're right. I, I didn't think about the fact that like American Pie had already come out. Yes. Also, but, can we just talk about how great Jennifer Coolidge looks? Yes. Like, well, her <laughs> walking around, she gives. She's such a weird like. Like she's so game to just be so goofy and yes. odd when she does these characters. Like she's got this like weird gait when she walks, almost like she's got like a weird like. I it, it was so strange, but didn't have a payoff that I was like, did she just trip? Like when she follows Martin into the room. Do you know what I'm talking about? I'm trying to remember. I think I was more distracted by, honestly, how hideous her fashion was. So <laughs> I may have just been. I was just like, but it was all very 2001. I was like, oh, my well, gosh, those, like, pants. and It felt like they were really trying to make her not look good, and they were mm-hmm. failing. Well, because, I mean, she's, like, she's very curvaceous. So I think they were trying yes. to hide her curves and just make her look like. Because I, I, I don't think they wanted it all to seem like a romantic thing. Yes. Frasier well, her, her voice was ridiculous. Her like, because it, was so it wasn't only German. It was like hello, like it yeah. was this weird like like milk, like when you have milk in your throat voice. Oh, gross! But yes, <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, how I describe Alan Rickman as Snape. Is like Mr. Potter. Like he sounds like uh, he just needs to like <laughs> like okay. swallow. Now you've mentioned Alan Rickman, which reminds me that he's dead and I'm that sorry. I'm still not over it. Um. I have a note here that when Martin is in the back and he screams, it was a very haunted mansion esque scream. Oh, like okay. it was like, Wah! like it sounded like something in a haunted house, right? I was like, oh my god. Um, also, I did kind of want to point out that uh, I was like, Daphne's. Let's say she's been gone for a few weeks at this point or something. I'm like, mm-hmm. Martin, you haven't been doing your exercises. Like, dude, you needed to have been doing those. I I I wondered if the joke was going to be he worked with. Uh, what was it, what was her character's name? Frederica. Mm-hmm. She worked with Frederica a few times, and then um, like he's like walking around fine without the cane and exactly. everything. <laughs> like it was just Daphne because it was like to me it's like the trade off is Frederica like will work you to the bone, but you get great food, and Daphne is like they don't like Daphne's food, but she doesn't make you work that hard. Yeah, I uh, also so now I you know. Uh, now I've been to Germany and I obviously appreciate probably all the food that Martin was eating. I was like, tell mm-hmm. me more about this food. Right. Like, it made me want to go to like a German restaurant. Yes. Yes. Um, you know, Schultz beer garden, oldest, uh, yep. beer garden in Texas. Um, yeah. For anyone who's coming to Austin and wants to go. I'm just inviting you because Tara doesn't really like German food. So, okay. But yeah. Maybe I need, I need a German food buddy. <laughs> maybe. Oh my gosh. I love German food. Um, mm, same. Especially really good sauerkraut. Um, yes. I'm when I, I first had sauerkraut in Germany, and I remember saying to my dad, like, "Oh my gosh, people always complain about sauerkraut. This is so good." And he was like, "Just so you know, it is not gonna be like this when you get yeah, back yeah. to the states. When you when you crack open a can. <laughs> yeah. Or I mean, and Trader Joe's has good sauerkraut. It but it's very different from German. I still really like it. It's still really like pickly, but I will say like it's pretty easy to make a decent batch like it's a little fresher when you make it yourself but, but it's it still like pretty good because you have to like let it ferment in a jar i mean if you want to be serious you know what i'll find there's some sauerkraut there's a really great bon appetit uh youtube series uh called it's alive where the it's all about stuff mm-hmm. fermenting and doing that sort of stuff and he's got it he's 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 also very very like you know south jersey philadelphia accent he's always talking about water and things like that, but uh, yes. he murdered her, and murdered uh, and uh, but he does a sauerkraut episode, so I'll wait. I'll post did that. you did y'all watch Mayor of East Town? No, we just watched Murdered Herder. We okay, need to well, watch Mayor of East Town. I need y'all to watch Mayor of East Town. Um, <laughs> I mean, I found I was so charmed by all of the Pennsylvania stuff, and I didn't even. I mean, I've just spent time in Delco. Yeah. I haven't actually. I'm not actually from there, so I feel mm-hmm. like y'all will enjoy it. Um, 
I also, for some reason, found it very sad that Martin was just eating alone at the dining table at first. It was, I, I it was, felt it was like, a very sad tableau. Well, it didn't really bother me because, A, I think he was kind of putting a little acting mustard on it of like, I'm enjoying this time. Like, and he also said, like, I like Wednesday nights because it's my quiet time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, I, I'm someone who appreciates being able to be alone. Now, I'm very extroverted, so my alone time batteries charge very fast. Mm-hmm. But, like, I remember when Tara and I were, like, moved in together and I had to explain, like, there are times when I don't want to be around humans. Mm-hmm. You, unfortunately, are a human. So I have to be so away from Get out of here. And I and I said I said the very first human I will want to see again when I'm ready to see humans again is you. And it's never been like a long period of time, but it was like there was a point where it felt like we wanted to be in the same room all the time. Like and mm-hmm. I was like I need some space every once in a while, so. And and, and I feel like that's when I couples that I've known who've moved in, especially if together, especially if they've moved into the like one of their apartments or something, um, it becomes a big thing about having a door to shut. Mm-hmm, like I, mm-hmm. I had some friends who shared a studio apartment and they were like, when we moved into a one bedroom, just the fact that we had a door to shut that like I could go into like the bedroom and just have yes. true alone time. They were like, was such a big, such a big game changer. We, when we moved in together, like I had had, you know, a, a breakup that had split a, an apartment. We got like a two bedroom and we were, we were paying way too much for it. But it was like, I'm glad. Then we eventually like consolidated to a too small one bedroom um, for the wedding, which was that one was where we had all our stuff. Like it was like all our, like a beer we were brewing for the wedding and all the like favors and everything. And it was just tiny. But that first one, I remember like, I think it worked being able to have another room. I could go in and do stuff and be away from her a little bit. Um, which is funny. Cause now we've like, you know, done a pandemic together and it's been perfect. Now we have a whole house. I was going to say, you also have a two story house. <laughs> right. But, but and you even each kind then, of have like, your own room. Like you have like your kind of, you know, man cave podcast room and tara has her office uh time out just a second tara is in here like yes this is the podcast like this is not the man cave it is technically the man cave because a lot of my stuff in here but like i'm tara once once we've got i moved the nintendo switch downstairs to the other tv now tara stays out a little bit more but like we used to do tara comes in here quite a bit it's well, I, like, I don't mean it's like ooh, ooh, it's no like a, there's not like a no yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> i was gonna say i've been in that room so yeah, yeah, yeah but it is definitely slowly turning into studio. it's going to turn into my office here because with the whole work from home thing becoming more permanent like it, we can't have that computer in the bedroom anymore yeah i'm surprised you've lasted this long with that computer being in the bedroom um um just because i i need the separation of like where i sleep and rest from like work i get so like myopic when i'm working in a computer that i don't it doesn't matter what room i'm in right Mm, okay so i think that doesn't really do it the bigger thing is that computer a the game i'm working on now sometimes has to do overnight builds so it has to like stay on at night and i'm like no and b it generates so much heat that's already the hottest room in the house that it's like we're starting to be like i need to have the house rewired like we're starting to figure out how to change this room into something and i was like we should change it into a studio for the podcast she's like no we don't have that much money i'm like dang it I feel like it's basically a studio right now, but yes, I, I was going to ask if the computer is hot. Um, I'd like for it to be a little cleaner for a studio. I call it Studio J, but you know, <laughs> we're okay. working on it. Okay. Um, uh, are we ready to rank this one? Yes, I think. Yeah, I am. Um, I'm going to give it seven uh, purple cabbage sauerkraut. I don't know what that's called, but like seeing that made me really hungry for the, oh. I don't know if there's a specific name when it's purple cabbage like that. But literally, as soon as you said that, my stomach grumbled. I just realized I haven't eaten anything all day. <laughs> same, 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 same. So we might have to wrap this up real quick. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I will say it was a very welcome reprieve from the last episode. So I, I feel like my, my rating is going to... Okay, I'm, I'm going to knock it up one notch. I'm going to give it a six. It doesn't mean I dislike it. I just was kind of like, okay, for this whole episode. I'm giving it a six because of Jennifer Coolidge because I did not at all remember mm. that she guest starred on the series. I'm going to give it six very old laptops. The laptop that Fraser oh, is typing yes, on. Oh, uh, yes. So, okay, so this was filmed in 2001. I got my first laptop in 2004, and it was, like, 
light years ahead of that laptop. I had calculus textbooks thinner than that laptop. Yes, yes. A calculus <laughs> textbook is a really good way to describe this. It. Like, it wasn't as big as a phone book. But I was right. just like, I can almost feel the heat that that laptop generates and hear the fan running and imagine yeah. how heavy it is. <laughs> yeah, it was like a, it, it's a decent, like, that's a, that's a weightlifting laptop. Yes. This, this I, I feel like we did not forms. talk a whole lot about these episodes. We covered a lot of other topics, but I am okay. We covered good topics. Chain restaurants, Legally Blonde. I agree. I had a really good time with this one. I don't know that it was a specifically, uh, uh, we, we revealed anything about the episodes, but I thought we did okay. Well, I mean, we definitely talked about how we felt about the first one. So anyway. Exactly. Listeners, if you want to call us and tell us how you think we did on this episode, if you want to add, you know, your two cents to to anything we talked about, whether it be chain restaurants, German food, anything like that, uh, I'm only mentioning the food things we talked about because I am very hungry. So we're gonna wrap this up real quick. What do you uh, eat? I don't know. We don't have much in the house. Well, we do have a bunch in the house, but like nothing that I want because I want German food. Well, I'm, I think uh, I'm gonna, like scramble some eggs. That's not a bad idea. But if, if you uh, have any thoughts, give us a call. Seattle area code 206-657-6986. We are craniacs at gmail.com. That's C-R-A-N-E-I-A-C-S. At Craniacs on Twitter. Craniacs, a Frasier podcast on Facebook. We are available anywhere you get your podcasts. uh, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, all over the place. Overcast. Overcast. Any place you can get a... You can give us a rating. Please give us the highest rating available, a five-star rating. Um, if you're feeling like, oh, I think I'm going to give them a four-star or a lower rating, Laurel may have a better use for your time. I do, everybody. Uh, it's the end of the year. I was looking back on all the books I've read. Um, 25, in case you were wondering, which was my goal for the year. Still, nice. Thank you. Still have time to read more, which I will. But um, while I was in Argentina, one of my travel mates was reading The Martian by Andy Weir, which I read in 2015. Mm-hmm. I don't really reread books anymore. Um, did you reread this one? I did. When I got back from Argentina, I downloaded it from the library and reread it. And I was just so charmed by it all over again. And I, so I like it a lot more than the movie. Um, and so that my, my, my suggestion is not to reread The Martian or read The Martian. It's to reread a book from mm. your, you know, that you've enjoyed in the past, especially... I don't know. I, I think you always notice something different. You appreciate new things. And as somebody who doesn't reread books and doesn't buy books anymore because I wasn't rereading them, um, I, yeah, I was just, I, I really, I really in, enjoyed visiting Mars again with Mark Watney. And um, yeah, it's just, the book is so rich in detail that I think it, it does well upon a reread. But, you know, it could be a beach read that you want to reread. Maybe it's an Eric Larson book that you want to dive back into. I have some Rex there if you need any. Um, Can I jump in with a suggestion? What? Can I jump in with a oh, suggestion? Oh, yes. I thought you were saying you wanted an Eric Larson suggestion. I was like, well. <laughs> um, who's Eric Larson? He, oh, you you know him. He um, he wrote um, Dead Dead Wake about the sinking of Lusitania. He does, like, really oh, good oh, oh, historical. Oh, the, the, the H.H. Holmes book, The yes, Devil, um, in, the Devil in the White City. Yes, Devil in the White City. Yes, yeah. that, that was my intro to Eric Larson. And woo, what an intro. I need to try that book again. It was like so like deep and rich that I was like I couldn't quite. So Dead Wake took me four it. tries to get through, and I, but I'm so glad I got through it because it's so good. But it's like the first hundred pages of an Eric Larson book are so much world building that you're like I feel like I am like treading through molasses. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly. It felt like it, digging in a like frozen up. earth. Yeah, it was like really hard to get through. I'll I'll try the Devil in the White City again. Um, I, I like I think H H Holmes' story is interesting. I was about to say I like H H Holmes, but oh, that yeah. feels wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, I just recently, or I'm in the middle of rereading a book. Um, I say middle, even though I'm about to tell you it's a very very short read, and it's Christmassy. It's called The Life and Adventures of Santa Claus. We just did an episode on the Rankin Bass uh, version for uh, the uh, the uh, Taryn Ryan's Princess Diaries podcast. It's very weird. What it is, is it's written by L. Frank Baum. It's the same writer who wrote The Wizard of Oz. Yeah. And it is um, kind of this Wizard of Oz slash, I don't even say Lord of the Rings because that seems too grandiose, but it's a very like fantasy author take on the story of Santa Claus and how he came to be. And it's interesting. It's also like, you know, if you ever read any of the original Wizard of Oz, like they're very simple books like they're very short books they're quick reads 
Um, so I started reading it just to be able to talk about it on the podcast. And then like, I, I got to, there's this part in the middle where he fights these like troll monsters. And that was when I was a kid, the part I really liked. And so I got to that and stopped and I went, Oh, I'll finish it up. And so I'm about to finish it up, but it's an interesting, it's a, it's a real quick take. If you're looking for a little Santa Claus read, that's a good one to, to check out. And but I do like this. Remind me this, of the title again. The life and adventures of Santa Claus. Um, and I do, but I do like this, uh, I, I, the only thing I think of is called arms, uh, to read a book you've read before, to kind of check it out again. Yeah. And I mean, The Martian was not exactly something that I have thought, oh, I want to reread this book, but my friend was reading it and I kind of, we were sitting next to each other on a flight at one point and I kind of was just looking over her shoulder being like, what part are we at? What's happening? Yeah. And I was like, gosh, I like, again, I read this book six years ago. I've read probably uh, literally a hundred books since then. So I'm like, well, you know, let's just, uh, let's just revisit it. It's a very char. The character is very charming. I like the movie a lot. Like, I think you're right. I think the book's better, but the book's also like, do you want to hear a charming guy talk about science? Like, does that sound fun to you? Like with some jokes, like so excited about science Yeah, all the time. Um, yeah, I'm just, I'm a big fan of, um, of that book i think i have this movie i might need to put rewatch it again too but guys check out the martian check out the life adventures of santa claus check out something you've read before check out whatever book you want to absolutely get at us let us know what you what you uh thought about the episode and what you think about this book you're reading but uh until next time i'm ryan i'm laurel and we're listening bye y'all